Hi, Joy. I'm good. Good, and welcome everyone back to another episode of Flipping the Script with Joy and Becky. And this is episode 11. Yep. Uh, yeah. We're here to share our truth. Remember, just take what resonates and leave the rest. Um, please correct us or add to us. You know, we're, we're not perfect. So if we're missing something, let us know. Also, um, we don't want to get into debates, though. Okay, so we want to educate, be corrected, but not debate, if that makes sense with everyone. Anyways. Um, yeah, this is just our experience, our theories. You know, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that we're 100% right. It just, yeah. you know, we like to shoot out ideas and things that we think of. And, you know, the thing is, is that my my truth is always changing um, depending on what I'm learning or what I'm discerning and what comes up. And so something that may resonate with me in one moment, the next moment I might find, you know what, that doesn't resonate yeah. with me anymore. And so it was true then, but it's not true now. Or and we're leveling so, up and we're growing. And as we level up, certain things just no longer resonate. You know, like I've outgrown teachers, not no offense or anything. It's not wrong or bad or anything. It just is. There's nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, yeah, I had yeah. to have my experience where, where I was too. learning from others. And now I'm in the time where I'm learning from myself and my going inside and following my own intuition and so, you know, it's, I like to listen to other people's experiences. Um, I like to, to see what they have learned, but I also like to, my favorite thing is take what applies and leave, leave the rest, take what resonates and what doesn't, you don't have to take it. You know what I mean? That doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to apply to you, but yeah, that's part of having that open mind. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I apologize. I am a little bit stuffy today. Um, I've had two Reiki sessions in the last two days, so I've got some stuff coming up with my throat chakra, and, um, and I had a, um, a fork tuning, se like Reiki session with forks on yes, Sunday, and it really broke up a lot of that masculine father wound energy, and so on yesterday when I had my second Reiki session, it was kind of stuck in my chest because it didn't know where to go, like it broke up out of yeah. my shoulder and um, on my right side and um, my throat because a lot of that was suppressed over years and years of suppression with the with the masculine energy and so um, yesterday it went into my shoulder so they kind of pushed it out and then the tears came so now it's coming out of my tear ducts coming out of my um, nasal passage and so I'm a little bit stuffy um, ascending you know I'm rising and, and I'm working through it but you know that's part of part of the process is we're not necessarily sick you know we're we're moving through dense energies that have kept us sick and so when it comes out we think okay I'm sick you know and I my guys told me don't take anything you don't need to take anything the only thing that I've done is load up on oranges oranges and I made my extra oranges in my smoothie today so I got that natural vitamin c I didn't take a vitamin because sometimes you know we don't know exactly what's in everything and they just said you don't need to do anything that is not natural today just completely natural and then um I got the message that I need to put some turmeric paste on my forehead and open that up so that that's something that I'm working on myself on decalcifying and and my pineal area to keep that, yeah. um, you know, fluoride free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, um, so I'm going through a lot of healing, physical healing, you know, a lot of it coming out. So if I am uh, sneezing or coughing or, or, you know, dripping all over the phone, <laughs> that is, well, that is explaining why. 
It's funny because um, we're getting so much energy from the sun right now. And literally the atmosphere is, is, I don't know what atmosphere we have left with all of the flares we have. Um, but anyways, um, you know, we're getting all of that energy. It's coming directly to us. And so a lot of people are getting flu symptoms and ascension symptoms already. So you're crazy. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. You already, you were already <laughs> carrying. So, but yeah, yeah. You get up and. Yeah, that's yeah, it's got to break up that dense energy and that light's got to get in there. And that's part of the Reiki process is, you know, breaking it up, but then adding the light, you know, taking out what what's not working and then making sure that you add the light in there. So what, my own Reiki healing and what I do with myself is I spend a lot of time in the sun, taking in the sun, the light codes, the, the DNA upgrades. And so that breaks a lot of it up, too. Um you know, but make sure that you're taking in sun appropriately. You know, I don't suggest sunscreen. I suggest taking um, intervals, taking yeah. breaks, wearing the appropriate clothing. Um, you know, just make sure that you're in, if your skin tone does not work well with sun, take it in in small amounts. Um, even with the shade, as long as you have some kind of sunlight on you, you know what I mean? Like coming through, even with a little bit of shade, it's still good. You know, even just to have my windows open and have my door open and not have direct sunlight, just have that sun coming in the house. It feels so much better than having all the windows closed, having it dark and having this, this cave, you know, we've been in a cave, like the allegory of the cave I've talked about before. We've been in a cave for so long. It's like, we have to gradually adjust to the sunlight. Um, but then once you're in it, it's like, you just don't want to get out of it. <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? Um, so the sun, the sun heals you in case y'all didn't know. Um, and the solar flare, I mean, really shouldn't be feared. Okay. So when we're talking about solar flares and the atmosphere and this and that, it's all energetic. It's, it's not like what Hollywood is portrayed. So yeah, it's not going to be the, the war of the worlds or the, um, it's not okay yeah, I, I literally see this the solar flare that i can't remember the one movie it's got tom cruise in it and they like all the electronics get fried and they're like trying yeah. to find each other and it's like chaos and mayhem and i'm like you know that's not what a solar flare does for me anyway i mean i don't know you know uh i know that they do affect electronics in in a different way an electromagnetic electromagnetic way um you know we do get glitches yesterday our phone your your and my phone were glitching back and forth you know (laughs) and i was like i literally was like all right this is this is a sign that we're shifting shifting a timeline like that spot and actually that's actually going into what we would like to get into yeah the mandela effect and the shifting of timelines like Literally, as far as I'm concerned, the Mandela effect is proof that our timelines have shifted and we have timelines. And the reason I say that is because as of late, um, actually yesterday, I saw this TikTok and she was talking about, um, help me out here. What was it? I may have to just play it right now because... Here, let me see if you guys can hear. Were you talking about Australia? Yeah. The capital of Australia. I always remember it being Sydney, well, but I've heard recently that it's not. Yeah, Canberra is the capital of Australia. So please put down in the comments if you've ever heard of Canberra, C-A-N-B-R-R-A. And if you Google it or ask your um, Alexa or whatever you use, Siri, whatever, it's going to come back Canberra. I've never heard of that in my life. I 
come from a timeline where the capital of Australia is Sydney. Yeah, that's what I remember being taught in school. Sydney was the capital of Australia. That was one. Um, Bob Barker's death. I don't. I don't yeah, remember because I, so many. I heard about him being dead, and, and now he's alive. Apparently, I just watched a um, special on. You know, I just watched a special on The Price Is Right, and do you know what the production company name of that special on Netflix was called? MK Ultra. MK Ultra was the name. It came across the street across the screen, and I was like, "What?" That's the name of your production company of this video is the dumbest, dumbest um, special on The Price is Right or whatever. Um, it, it was like such a waste of my time to watch it. And I was like, what? But that that po- poked out at me. And I'm like, what? MK Ultra? what are they trying to do? And then Bob Barker was on it. And I'm yeah. going, holy MK crap. Ultra and Bob Barker and, and the Mandela effect, including Bob Barker. Like, that's interesting. Like, I don't decide myself. This is funny. Like, I asked my husband yesterday because this is shit. Like, I'm like, do you remember? Like, he's like, I thought it was Sydney or Brisbane. Now, I've had two people say Brisbane, but I don't know what that is either. So, what are you saying? Okay. So, there might be multiple capitals, which is, you know, people that live in in Australia, I'm sure, you know, they know more definitively than we do from their point of view of you you know because they live there maybe it's always been that but us being in america we we remember being taught something different so this is not to say that you know that that your cap the capital of australia yeah but that doesn't go for et home you know it's phone home home phone et phone you know phone home it's phone home it's phone home et phone home luke luke i am your father and now it's you i'm your father Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I, do you have a list of them and we can just kind of go over? No, no. Um, there's oh, no did? list. This is how oh. we're doing it because okay. we need to just um, – I was I went on to her TikTok till I could remember, but he said home phone. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, the other one was Michael Jackson in Smooth Criminal. Now, I have been – and also Alien Ant Farm did a remake. So you've I don't been know. Hit by, you've been touched by a smooth or something like that, right? Struck, you've been hit by, you've been hit by, or struck by, or something. By. Yeah, it's hit by, and then you've been struck by. No, it's not anymore. It's not. I'm like, huh? I am like, okay, all right. But see, the other thing that we have to remember. Now I've like companies like um, back in the day we had companies like GTE. Now those companies had changed their names to like Verizon and also companies rebrand themselves. So they'll get a new logo or they'll change something. Okay. So you have to watch out for that too, because rebranding also does happen, but you can't go back and have people die and then they're alive. And yeah, then well, that's all the that's how the whole thing started. And look, I mean, I guess, I guess where I want to start with this is that the Mandela effect started because um, people believe that uh, Nelson Mandela died in prison. Okay. And then years later, he was alive. And so there's a, a mass misremembering uh, of people remembering him die in prison. And yes. so that's what started this whole ball in motion is this mass misremembering um, many people. And now some of these things could be 
just, um, you know, we just remembered it wrong. But the fact that there are so many people that will swear up and down um, that things were a certain way and now they're not is what we're talking about here. So there are some things that, you know, that could be debatable. And I definitely agree with that. But for instance, when I watched the movie, um, the movie with Sinbad, the genie movie, uh, Shazam, I remember scenes from that as a child watching the boy and the girl in the garage there were boxes all around and they were standing around having like a fight in the garage now when i watch the movie kazam it's one boy and it's a a warehouse and there's a bunch of boxes and it's it's shack it's no longer sinbad so now now you get into it and sinbad has admitted that he is embarrassed by the movie or something like that maybe that's just his way of of admitting that there's a timeline. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things that you can get into it, but I remember that movie. A lot of people remember that movie. And the fact that I can remember the scenes from the movie, because I have like a um, photographic memory. Yeah. So when I remember something, I remember the scenes. I remember the pictures. Yeah. I remember the way that it was. And, the, yeah. and I can't imagine a girl that disappeared in a movie. You know what I mean? So there were two kids, a boy and a girl. And and I remember she had her hair up in a little, it was blonde hair up in a half, half up, half down ponytail. She was wearing some kind of like jean colored um, outfit or vest or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember it in my mind. And so now they're saying like there was some kind of commercial or, you know, now Sinbad's possibly admitting to it or I don't know. But it just, it's very interesting to me that there, there may have been a movie. There may not have been a movie. Well, um, here is what um if you google it when you pull up google and you type in the mandela effect what is the mandela effect this is what this is what comes back (laughs) the mandela effect revert refers to a situation and this is from verywellmind.com the mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believes an event occurred when it did not The term was originated in 2009 by Fiona Broom after she discovered she, along with a number of others, believed that Nelson Mandela had died in the 80s when he actually died in 2013. So right off the bat, if you're Googling things, please don't. (laughs) That's not the best way um, because obviously they have a narrative and a reason why they want us to doubt. That's called gaslighting, by the way. Um, That's literally gaslighting. Um, well, and they've got to, they've got to stitch us. it together. They've got to stitch it together and make it reality. They've got to they've got to narrate it in a way that will um, well, they, will take it, and then we'll try to rationalize that that's the truth as opposed to what we're experiencing. Right. Um, exactly. So you have to use discernment with Google, with any search engine, with any platform, anything. You have to use discernment um, because, of course, there's going to be a narrative to try to cover up. Um, and my opinion on this whole my theory. Um, is that, you know, that, um, and I just got a mind blank. So I guess that's telling me to shut up right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's okay. But like, so we have Luke, I am your father. We have mirror, mirror on the wall. If you watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, this is on this list here, um, yeah. on that Magic, website. Magic um, mirror on the wall. Now it's mirror, I, mirror, right? No, it used to be mirror, mirror on the wall. I remember it okay. as mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah, me too. The of them all, but it's magic mirror on the wall. No, no, it is not. That's, that's <laughs> what they're saying now that it's magic mirror. Oscar yeah. Mayer. Yeah, oh Oscar Mayer. I sing this song. I I sing the song, sing the song as a kid growing up. Dark, but now and it's in a. Everybody that that I've ever known has sang it wrong 
Um, what is the what is the you know supposed spelling of it? M A Y E R. I've always said Yeah, I've always sang it M E Y E R. I'm not going to sing for you guys. My singing skills are you know above par, but I'm not going to share that with you guys because I don't want to hurt Nothing. your ears. And I like I like you guys too much to uh, torture you in that way. My husband and my daughter are the only ones who get to enjoy that. And <laughs> I can sing. I'll no. sing for you, okay. but no, um, <laughs> no, thank you. But yeah, so also <laughs> the location of New Zealand, I never heard of that. The location of, of New Zealand, if you look at a map, you will see the Southeast country. However, there's a community of people who claim to remember New Zealand being on the Northeast mm-hmm. instead of the, I'm like, instead of the Southeast. Yeah, Inter- I remember it on the I, Northeast. It's on the Southeast? Yeah, I remember it northeast, and apparently that's New Guinea or something. Oh my then, god, yeah. I think there's I mean, something about Madagascar, too. Well, the next one on the list is Berenstein Bears. Remember Berenstein? Yes, it's Berenstein now. It's not. It was Berenstein when I was that's, a kid. You know, that's the thing. Like, when I was a kid, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I remember it one way, but it doesn't really make sense. It could have been, you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of thing that I'm like, you know, I don't know for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a huge one for people. Um, yeah. Pikachu. Pikachu had a black tipped on the tail. And the reason I know that is because my daughter, my oldest watched it religiously every day we were had, and she went to, to Pokemon. Nintendo six, it was a Nintendo 65. I don't know. The old, old Nintendo. And I used to play the video game, and I love Charizard, but yeah, I'm an old Pokemon freak. Don't tell anybody. Um, yeah. Back in the day when I was like 13 years old, this is back in like the 90s, so sorry guys. Um, I'm officially a Pokemon. They're um, called false memories, and, and I hate to say this, people, we don't have false memories. No, They're- we have memories from the timeline that we came from. We have memories from the dimension that we came from. And that's when, yeah. when we're talking about timelines, we're talking about dimensions. We're talking about different dimensions of reality. We all live on, and Dolores Cannon will say that there's thousands of different dimensions, and we're all interchanging. Uh, we're all coming together, coming apart, coming together, coming apart. Um, you know, so these ma- these quote unquote false memories are true memories from the dimension and the timeline that we came from. And- don't let them gaslight you. Don't let them gaslight you. So Shit's my- weird. Going back to my theory, and I'm remembering it now, my theory is that in 2012, and this is totally speculative, this is just a theory, don't take this as truth, okay, this is just my feelings and my intuition is telling me there's something here. In 2012, when the Hadron Collider was turned on, they found that black hole, and boom, that whole dimension just went boom, Um, and we all shifted somewhere completely different. And so for me, that's why we're experiencing this Mandela effect. That's why, what was it, in 2013 that uh, Nelson Mandela was alive? So right after that, then he's alive. We shifted to a different timeline where he was alive. And I'm getting chills as I'm talking about this. So maybe that dimension in 2012 when the Mayans were predicting that end of the world, whatever, maybe it wasn't the end of everything. Maybe it was the end of that dimension that we were in and we all shifted somewhere else. And right now, we could be anywhere. You know, we could be on a spaceship, sorry to get a little weird, but we could be on a spaceship all asleep right now. They could have seen this thing coming and put us all to sleep and we could be dreaming 
at this moment. That's well, little, I mean, that was in an episode of Shield. <laughs> that was actually an episode of Shield. Um, actually, several episodes of Shield. That was a scenario in their um, in the Agents of Shield where the agents were in a simulation and they were being put in to try to wake each other up in the simulation without causing like trauma or like uh you know and it was it was like interesting and triggering and that was kind of right before i was waking up but it was kind of part of the reason why i woke up when i did because everything just started to add up you know everything started to add up and that's how I, that's why i woke up because i started thinking critically and using my own discernment and not just letting people tell me what to do and how to think. I think whatever happened in 2012, it happened fast and they didn't have time to, to put everything together correctly. I think that's why we see so many glitches. I think that's why we see so many of these Mandela effects, things that aren't adding up because whatever happened, they had to hurry up and put it all together real fast in this matrix. And this matrix is not, well formed. Um, let me just say that that we that's why we're seeing so many glitches through it. That's why we're able to to um, that's why we're experiencing this Mandela effect thing is because it was shoddy work and it was done quickly. And I think now they're coming up with this false narrative to try to cover awesome. shoddy work. <laughs> but also we're we're ascending because yeah. I mean ultimately ultimately aside from their narratives we're ascending period and we've been ascending for well, a while now. I think Very slowly. it gives us the ability to see through the, the falsehood where right. maybe you've had this timeline shift not happened in 2012 or whenever it happened, because maybe each different person had a different timeline shift. You know what I mean? Maybe this is just for me personally. Maybe that was when my timeline shifted. Oh. Because that's when I'm, there's when a I lot. And there's waves, actually, you know, just like Dolores yeah. Cannon said, there's waves of us. And so some of us are getting hit because we were already prepared more than others. So, I mean, it's, it's not a good or a bad thing. It just waves. And emotions and energy move in waves, just like the ocean moves in waves. You can just picture it hitting you in waves. And that's how ascension is hitting us. It's hitting us as waves over yeah it kind of has grief like the grief cycle you know it comes at you a little at a time because we can't handle all of that all at once yeah too much and so you have to go through the stages of grief well this is kind of these stages of ascension and the ascension symptoms are kind of similar in that way that you're getting it in those waves so you can only handle a small amount of it at a time and we have to break apart a little bit of it a little bit of it as Oh my gosh, can't talk. A little bit of it at a time, and that the sun is helping us break that away. The um, the energies that are coming at the earth are helping as wave after wave of these solar pulses are pulsing and clearing and pulsing and clearing. Yeah, a little of divine time. energy of divine energy from pure source. When we talk about life force energy, that's what we're talking about. Source energy, okay? So there's not like demonic. I mean the 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 demonic energy has been keeping us asleep for a very long time. Okay. You've got to understand that there has been a war for our consciousness. Your very perception has been hijacked because um, they don't want us to ascend. They like the way things are. We're basically cows and we go to work every day. We're just cattle. Okay. So what we're doing is the divine plan is to come in through us and that's why the star seeds came in waves like Dolores Cannon was talking about. So we came in to help 
ever others um, absorb this energy that's coming in from the sun. It is a divine plan that counteracts the dark plan. Okay. So you've got to understand that there is a battle for our souls. And I have shared videos on that. Please scroll through my previous videos because I've tried to been, uh, I've been speaking out since 2020 because I've been called to speak, you know, and that's why I'm here. So yeah, I don't know which direction my guides just took me in. Sorry, but I was just kind of, I'm kind of just tapped in at the moment. Um, no worries. I just stubbed my toe and blew my nose. So <laughs> I'm on the other end of it. <laughs> Back to being human. I know I'm like floating out in space I right know. now. Well, that's um, something that, that we've been working on is, you know, hmm. staying balanced with um, being grounded and also flying high at the same time. And yeah. So we can't just stay in the crown chakra all the time. We have to stay. I love it there, though. See, why? I know, and I want to. I want to be on this high all the time. But when we're that way, we can't relate to the people that are, you know. That Our are husbands help us ground a lot. I mean, I know that they use, they use <laughs> anger. They do. They use anger to keep us grounded a lot because we all just float around, you know, what's going on? Um, and, and be up there all the time. But our, our kids, um, our husbands, our family, our lives. Oh, my, they help da- us my daughter ground. definitely keeps me grounded. I can't stay mm-hmm. in, the, in the heavens all the time and in the euphoric. Go with me. You, you, the because, you know, my daughter comes along and she's like, mom, mom. I need you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, fine. You yeah. know, fine. I'll stop meditating, you know. And I'm not there back in call. Yeah. I'm not there back in call every time. <laughs> I know. She does. She does a lot of the spiritual stuff with me, too. And she's definitely an enlightened child. Um, you know, then that's the kids coming in now are closer to, um, you know. Very high vibration. In fact, um, that reminds me, actually, or my guides gave this thought to me to share. When I first got um awakened in 2020 i went and i got an appointment with daniel scranton and um i was very intrigued with daniel scranton and he's very intense for a lot of people can't handle the way he tones um before he channels but that just gets him to his vibration so he can channel you know that's just his way but anyways i chose him to have my first appointment i never so i talked to him about the kids because my concern was what was going on with what was going on you know and in 2020 all of it and i shared that with the arcturians and daniel scranton um and i was like i'm really concerned about these kids and they're like they're very high vibrational they're very advanced beings they know exactly what they're doing here they know already and my daughter i can tell she knows like she her consciousness is there intact however i'm just here to help her live in this world that we live in um that's why we're here we're gonna forget a lot of that too you know the older they get and the more attached to this world they get they're gonna forget um you know and hopefully not anymore hopefully more of it than um than we did you know not like us though no not like us i don't think like us i i hope anyway that they're not going to have to go through the same things but you know what they signed up for whatever they signed up for yep and you know that's i've raised my daughter in a way that i like to call like free-range parenting 
Yeah. Um, I want her to bump her head. I want her to not to get her hurt, but so she make, can learn her make lesson. mistakes. I yeah, want make her to understand independence and to understand that you know she is a free person. She has her own choices. She can make up her own mind. And watching her and listening to her talk, and mm-hmm. and watching her play and and listening to things that she says are amazing. We're at dinner the other night, and she's sitting there and she's telling me all about God and how it works and all of these things and uh, a few nights ago we're looking up at the stars and she says do you see that star do you have a dad or does does dad have a dad that's up there that because some somebody's dad's winking at us and i was like both of our dads both mom's and and dad's dad are up there and she said well they're up there and they're winking at you and she and then she proceeded to tell me that when we pass on we go to the stars and we become stars and we watch and we came from the stars and we become stars again. And then we can come down if we want to. Um, but just hearing that from her and I don't, I don't tell her anything. I don't, you know, I let her watch what I do, but I don't teach her anything. I, I let her see what I do, but I don't put anything in her head. Um, mm-hmm. She says to me all the time, mom, we used to go to church. Why don't we go to church anymore? And, you know, I said, you know, because we, we find our own church wherever we want. You know, God is with us wherever we are. And so we don't have to go somewhere and just a lot of small amount of time um, for God. You know, we don't devote just an hour. We devote our entire lives. Our every moment is about God. And Ah. so we, we can have church at any moment. We can have it in the forest. We can have it on a trail. We can have it in the backyard. We can have it in the hot tub. We can have it in bed when we're laying down. We can have it at school. Um, There is no limitation on where we can have our quote unquote church. Um, because it's always with us. And so, you know, she'll ask me questions like that and I'll just give her my, my experience with it, but I let her make her own decisions, you know, I, yeah, think, exactly. for her. I think honestly, from a person that was forced or not forced, well, yeah, kind of forced because I was raised in it. Um, and I didn't have a choice. I had to go and I listened to the indoctrination and I accepted Christ into my heart at six years old and I was baptized and I did all that in the Southern Baptist, you know, um, way of living. And I had to break through literally mountains of programming in order just to, just to be here today. Literally like my guides had to, my parents had to die. Do you understand? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I was not going to wake up until my parents were gone and crossed over I, I would not have, because I even was like out in left field and my mom would always reel me back in and I'm like, fuck, you know, um, now I look at that, like you really do want your kids to make their own decisions. You don't want to force them into that stuff. If they don't want it, then let them be. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. You know, I knew I mean, they know they picked them too. So, I mean, they know that that's their path. So you got to understand that they already know they have, planned that for themselves i planned that for me well, and i needed so that, that my daughter chose me as her mom i mean how awesome yeah. is that that to know to know that we came here and that we chose we chose the people that were going to be in our lives to know that my beautiful daughter chose me to be her mom and to guide her and to show her how to live you know i mean that's awesome She's been with you for so many lifetimes you have no idea how many lifetimes she's been with you or alan for that matter my husband too. Oh my gosh. I know I've had a starseed reading done and we, what I, what I've been or what I've communicated with him and his higher self is that we love to be with one another, but we also love our time apart so that we can come back together and that we 
um, can be grateful for one another because it, it, when you're with each other in each car- incarnation, it gets tiring. And so we've made an agreement that we come together and then we, we go our separate ways and then we come back together. We go, we experience uh, an incarnation separate and then come back together. And in some incarnations we experience them together, but not consciously together, if that makes sense. So we're still together. We're just not both in awareness, both in. And Mostly so- you're not because of the yeah. veil. I mean, when we come in, we don't, we don't know who we are. We fight yeah. We most people are not, and again, that freaking set, whatever it is I said on Facebook, just blows me away. Because just to be conscious today, you have no idea how miraculous that is. I mean, honestly, look at what we have fought through lifetime after lifetime being killed, our throats, you know, slit, being hung, being burned alive for speaking our truth. And here we are putting ourselves on fucking YouTube. (laughs) That's why I'm working on throat chakra healing right now. And it's coming up. That's what I've been working on is solar plexus and throat chakra. And it's not just from this lifetime. That's why I'm experiencing these symptoms is because I'm breaking up. Um, you know, lifetime after lifetime of suppression of the patriarchal suppression on my masculine side, um, you know, and then also with the feminine side too, because we've had both. to be quiet. So it's on both sides. So my, my breaking this is not just for my physical self in this life. It's generational. It's for all, all of my family, for myself. It's, um, you know, for all of my incarnations, for all my past lives and parallel lives. I'm, I'm working through all of that in this in this incarnation so yeah it makes sense that i'm going through having a runny nose and you know my throat having to tickle in it and i'm coughing and all this stuff because it's literally coming up and i'm grateful to see it happening because i know that there's movement i know that it's coming up i know it's got somewhere to go now you know and yeah, let your body, let your body be. Oh my gosh. While you were talking, I got one, two, three, four. I got three, three, three twice. I got 33, 33 on the clock. I'm just like, holy crap. While you were talking like, oh my God. And this again, that ties into last time, our, our last episode where we were transmuting and that's the truth. Like we literally are transmuting all of that stuff our, through our lineage. And I have native American lineage as well as Scotland. I mean, just imagine the trauma that we're just dealing with yeah. just well, those two I've got, I've got viking and gypsy think about the genocide on both sides of that the both genocide sides, of, being, yeah. of being the the per, one persecuted and the one um doing the persecution you know what i mean being the that's violent one sides. and also also being that's... the one that's hunted the one that's you know that's uh i mean gypsies oh my gosh our history has um, you know, we've had to hide, we've had to, to be on the move. You know, I like the nomad lifestyle. I, I wish I could do that now, but it wasn't a choice. It was no, a necessity. It, it had was to a necessity. Yeah, yeah. It was, we, we had to, to live on the run and we weren't allowed to be a part of society. And so now when I claim being gypsy in this day and age, you know, people are like, Oh, that's so cute. And it's like, no, you have no idea what my ancestors have had to live through. And not that I, you know, not that I need any reparation for that. And I'm not asking for that. No. What I'm saying is, is that we've been through trauma in our, in our lineages. And so our all of here us, all of us. Heal. Yes, we've had, to, we need to heal that. So not one, one line is better than another or, or worse than another. Um, it's that there's trauma on all sides. We've been the persecutors, we've been the persecuted. And so we need to heal the trauma from both of that. We've been the bad guys, we've been the good guys. And that comes back to the law of one. 
is seeing things from both sides, seeing things from from being the one that was the abuser to the one that was abused. And we chose those roles so we could experience both sides of things so that we yep. could come to a better understanding and an empathy. You know, we don't no longer want to be the persecutor. We no longer want to be the persecuted. We want to live in peace. And a lot of our um, other people that are around, they're still in those roles. They're still wanting those experiences and that's okay. And I'm coming to terms with acceptance of that because I can't help everybody because not everybody's here for help. Some people are here to experience pain and they've chose that for this lifetime. And so when people are talking about, well, what about the mother that's lost their child? What about the person that's being abused or what about this or what about that? And not to say that, you know, it's not terrible, but that's the experience that they wanted to experience. And I don't, I don't have a place to make a judgment on that any longer. That um, I have to come from a place of love and understanding and forgiveness for the things that are happening. And, you know, I do feel the pain that comes from a lot of those things. And when I feel that pain, my role is to transmute that pain and to bring it into love. Not to judge it, not to come from a place of, you know, well, that's terrible and that's wrong because it's where I used to be. And in doing that, I'm causing division. So now I come from a place of neutrality and I look at it without judgment and I say, you know what? This feeling feels a certain way to me. I like it or I don't like it. And regardless of whether I like it or I don't like it, it just needs to come to the light. And it, that's, that's it. It, has, it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. It's all going yeah. to the light. It needs to be, you know, um, what is it? When we're, when we're fighting to be, I don't know, what is it I mean, I'm trying to say? We're, like, not perpetuating that energy, like, Okay, it's very sad. Yes, it is. And I feel that it's a tragedy. And I can empathize with that. And I feel that. And instead of perpetuating that energy, I'm going to transmute it, like you said, and change it to the light instead of just saying, oh, yes, it's terrible. And just going along with the narrative of it's bad, it's horrible, it's terrible, which it is. It is. I'm not going to say it's not because it fucking is to lose a child, to lose a parent, to lose anybody is a fucking tragedy. Or and it's a, experience it's abuse at any, any kind of murder, um, sexual abuse, yes, rape, abuse, um, all, all of those things, um, you know, even down to the stuff that's going on with the, with the evil, um, entities below the oh, yeah. earth and all of that, you know, I can sit there and I can go, Oh, that's terrible, you know, and feel horrible about it. But that's not my role in this life. My role is to send light to the people who are experiencing these traumas is to send them love, to send them God's love and God's light. That's it. That's it. Not to judge them, not to judge the people that are, are hurting other people, not to judge the people that are being hurt, but to send all of them the same light, regardless of, of where they are. And that's yeah, what I do. Yeah. Honestly, that's how, and honestly, forgiving um, is the uh, people are like, how can you forgive someone who raped you? And I'm like, well, I've forgiven the people that raped me. Um, I was raped. I'm just going to go through this real quick here because I know that a lot, it's a trigger. So sorry, it is triggering. Just skip to the next chapter (laughs) if you like. Um, But uh, because I'm going to talk about a trigger here. Um, So like when I, I was, the first time I was raped was a friend of my sister's. The second was a bus driver for Greyhound because I got on the wrong bus to South Dakota and I ended up in Calexico and the guy w- helped me, but of course he had to have 
his payment, I guess. Anyways, I was only 17 for God's sakes. I didn't want to fucking be there. I had made a mistake. Anyways, the next person that came to mind was the army men who were in a limo who went ahead and did that. And I was like, and they were in the army, like the U S military, like they were, they were dark skinned too. Not that I, not that it's, they're all dark skinned, but I've had a lot of experiences with darker skinned, unfortunately. Um, and then I had a boyfriend that raped me, um, with his son in the, in the next room. And I was screaming for him to stop. You know what I mean? Like I've had to, I've had to deal with that. So how do I forgive somebody who's hurt me so badly how because they fucking suffered too they got to deal with the karma of hurting me i'm a light being i was an angel here sent from god but we had a contract to have an experience and they got to suffer too and that was their suffering is that they never get to tell me that they're sorry for their actions. They will, I will never be able to forgive them in person. And, and, and I don't even know how I would act if I got to see them, like, especially my abuser, Donnie, like the, I was scared of that guy. And he literally kicked my ass for no reason just to keep me under his thumb. But how do I forgive these people? And I forgive them because I personally don't want to carry resentment. Yeah. I want to. Don't, yeah, I don't want to carry resentment. I don't want to carry anger. I don't mm-hmm. want to be that person. See, I could be a hurt person to hurt other people too. But see, we, I, I don't. And then we perpetuate want, it. Yeah, that's perpetuating and that. Forgiveness energy is ending the cycle. Forgiveness is has nothing to do with condoning their actions. It's Done. about ending the cycle. It's about saying it ends with me. This trauma yeah. ends with me. And I don't carry it to my children. I don't carry it to my next incarnation. I don't carry this karma. I don't come back as the abuser because I was the abused. I don't have to go through that anymore. I choose to forgive it because in this life, and this is my belief, in this life, if we hold on to that resentment against those people who have harmed us, we're going to come back as those people who are harming other people. And so I'm forgiving it as a choice so that I don't incarnate in my next incarnation as the abuser. That's, mm-hmm. And that's just my feeling on it. I'm not saying that that's what happens. I'm just saying that that's my feeling on it is that I don't want that to be a chance. So I'm transmuting it and I'm forgiving it because I don't want to continue that cycle of incarnations. I don't want to keep this abuse cycle of karma and, you know, in, in my line, um, happening in the next life. You know, I, I don't want to come back as the, as the abuser because I was abused, if that makes any sense. And the thing else I wanted to touch on, um, when you were talking earlier is yes, we've been the bad guy. We have been men. We have been women. We have been black. We've been native. We've been English. We have been French. We have probably been galactic. Of course, we've been galactic aside from being I know human. I was a star at some point. So, <laughs> right, exactly. So when you, you also look at that as well, you came in um, into this lifetime to be on whatever end you chose to be. Okay. So you could have been the, the person that was the perpetrator, like you said, or you've been the victim. It's a, it's a choice that you make before you come here. Um, we've been the good guy and the bad guy. I mean, we have been the, the rich guy and the poor guy or the woman for that matter. We have been all of that. We've been well, here for so long. And I just, People I, watched a psychic, I watched a psychic on um, a, my, a friend of mine from this new Reiki group that I go to. She turned me on to the Jeff Mara show and mm-hmm. she, he just um, interviewed a psychic, one of England's most renowned psychics. 
And she was talking about how when we're up, when we go back up, up to heaven or up to the where, the ethereal, wherever we go after we leave here, that we go up there for generations and that we get bored with the peace and the serenity and the euphoria. And then we want to come back down and we want to experience these things. And so we choose these things. So it was really interesting. So if you guys have heard of Jeff Mara, go watch his last podcast. Um, I cannot remember her name. Um, but she, she, it's, uh, the, the England's most renowned psychic or, or one of the renowned psychics, one of his yep. last, um, podcasts, but it was really good. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. And, uh, it, it explained for me a lot of the things that, um, you know, and kind of put together a lot of the things. And that's, a, that's the thing is that I come to my own knowing my own understanding of things. And then I get confirmations from other people that have experienced similar things. And, um, confirmations from people that are going through very similar things um so you know that for me is saying okay well i'm not off in left field you know some of these things could be real you know some of these things are real all of the you know all these things are real all of it's real and all and it's all illusion at the same time so you know it's all what you want to believe but you know we're definitely not crazy because there's a lot of other people that are out there that are um, experiencing the same things that we're going through. Now, a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't know what's going on. The majority of the people in my life look at me like I'm a lunatic and I'm insane and they don't know how to react to me. They're either calling me crazy or like my sister, she's trying to be sweet and calling me starseed all the time. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if you're trying to be cute. Um, You know, (laughs) like I, I think she's trying to relate to me. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, whatever it is, what it is, you know, it's just coming from a level of non-understanding and, and I'm coming to acceptance with that as well, because the whole waking up process and being alone and dealing with everybody thinking that you're crazy and calling you crazy and dealing with mental illness and all of that stuff, it's hard, it's hard, but you know, your truth. That's the thing is that we can't come out of it. You know what I mean? We can't come back and say, okay, let's live in the 3D. Let's live in the material world again and be okay with it. Once you're awake and you start waking up, there's no going back. And trying to go back is painful. Going yeah. back to sleep is, is I, I want to say it's an impossibility for me. You can't, you can't do no. it. Once It's like this, and this is a universal law. Once, it, And it has to do with your vibration and frequency. Um, your consciousness, as you raise your vibration, you're just more conscious. There's no way. That, and you can't go back down an octave. I just talked to that uh, someone else either. Once you raise your octave up, there is no going back. You can't lower your level again. That's impossible. That's not how... Um, god created things okay when you vibrate higher that's it you go higher only and that causes um, a lot of issues with the relationships with the people that are still in the 3d world and so you find that a lot of these people will fall out of your life and that's hard when you're married to someone (laughs) who is living in the 3d world and so you know trying to relate to my husband is difficult it's hard but the thing that keeps me holding on is that I I have a connection with his higher self. His higher self does exist, does communicate with me. Um, there are, there have been moments of clarity when he's woken up, when he's gone back to sleep. He wakes up and goes back to sleep, and that's part of his his waking up process. As he puts himself back to sleep with alcohol. Well, yeah, exactly. They're plugged into the matrix, so they still believe that no, there's no false, they're false memory stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're continuously being gaslit, and by the itself, truth is, by, there's, by themselves, yeah. they're they're well, it's because of their programming. Well, it's yeah. their programming and their conditioning, and also because they have priorities, and they they worry that if they 
stop doing what they are doing, then we're going to fall apart. And that's um, the God's honest truth. Um, and that's a fucking huge responsibility, if you think about it, um, that they put on themselves. Um, but it's their choice. It's their programming and it's their conditioning. But mm -hmm. I did want to touch on that because there's no false memories. And the thing is, it goes in with the Mandela effect. Um, yeah, things have changed. Okay. Trust your gut feeling because there are no false memories. Anything that comes to mind has come to you for a reason. And they expect you to brush it off as nothing because of our programming and conditioning and our constantly being plugged into the matrix. They oh, don't want to lose you. I they mean, don't look, lose. look at it. I will look at Venus and Jupiter in the sky and I'm in awe. I'm in amazement. I just want to stare at it for hours. My husband will come outside for 30 seconds and say, Oh, it looks the same as yesterday. And I'm going, what? I won't crazy? even look. He won't Are even look. Uh, he comes out for two seconds Nothing. and he's looking at it and he goes, oh, okay, it looks the same as yesterday. I'm going, it's changed by X amount of degrees. It's, they're so much closer together. And tonight when I look at it, they're going to be closer together tonight. And so <laughs> I'm just taking videos of it every night because, you know, for my own, my own um, view of it. But it's beautiful. It's amazing. All of these things that are happening outside of us in nature are... Our, it's it's god it's it's source it's so beautiful to yes. watch in the car yeah. would go on a car ride with me it's oh my god look at that cow oh my god look at that sheep oh my god there's a horse <laughs> oh my god look at this guy you know that's how i ride in the car so you cannot I be in the car with me and, and they're like so what so what and i don't get it i'm like this stuff is so cool it's so amazing and they're like and <laughs> Well, mine does like the, the great outdoors. I'm going to be honest. Mine likes to be on the road. Mine likes to be out in the open. And right now mine is, I'm hoping he's following his dreams right now. Um, and I'm, I'm like really, really, really supporting this because, and like you said, we, um, it's good. Like he leaves all day. He's gone all the time. And then when he comes home, because I honestly, yeah, being around him 24 seven would not yeah, work. I can't handle it. Not work. I can't. No, my husband just went to Utah and came back. And um, I had him do a little mission while he was out there with crystals. Mine never do that. I know. So I, sent him, I sent him with with a bag full of crystals and um, and black salt for his own protection. He didn't know. He thought he was leaving that there. And I was like, no, bring that home. That's to protect you while you're gone. <laughs> but he's like, what am I going to do when airport security, when TSA looks at all this stuff and they ask me what it's for? I said, tell them that your wife loves you very much. And yeah. um, so he went out to Utah and he buried these crystals in the ground at one of these um, pillars, these activation points through Rick Jewelers that he was doing. And um, and then the next day there was all these lightning strikes. There was immediately a, a blizzard and a snowstorm right after. And I'm going, that's an energetic shift. Um, you know, and I know that we had a part in that. And the fact that it was the twin flames, the divine union working together, even though my husband was doing it unconsciously not knowing why he was doing these things getting him to physically do these things for me with my intention behind them is powerful it is and, and it changes it changes things between us um and it's it's so funny because we have our fights and i've, I've mentioned it before in our podcast that um listen to your heart song comes on whenever we're whenever we're having disagreements whenever we're fighting and for some reason that song will play and it will remind us of the our day in the sun and we were fighting on, on, on Sunday. We were fighting. And um, I come home and he's being passive aggressive, taking jabs at me. And I just start bawling. I just start bawling. And he looks at me and he's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, because you're just so mean. 
And I just, you know, I'm so emotional. I don't really cry that often, but you know, most of the time I just get angry and my guides told me stop getting angry because he sees that as a fight as war and let him see you vulnerable. And so I started crying and then all of a sudden Alexa started playing, listen to your heart. And he hugged me and my daughter came over and the three of us hugged each other. And finally those walls broke and he, he, you know, he remembered and we came to a place again of, of unity. And so you know, it's this constant back and forth that is a distraction, but I have to listen to my guys and stop trying to fight it um, because they are, they're there and they're ready to tell us, you know, that everything's okay. We're not, there's no need to fight. Um, and the reason that we're fighting is because he was sick and he was traveling and he was withdrawing because he was going through some stuff. And so I felt a disconnection. When I feel a disconnection, I want to pull I want to pull on him. And when I pull on him, he, he goes further away. And, you know, it's not until we come to a place of, you know, where he's ready to, to connect again, that I feel okay again. And I've got to, I've got to work on my masculine stuff because I can't be dependent on him all the time for giving me, um, connection, you know? So that's me having to go inside. And that's why on, on Sunday, um, that morning before I went and had a Reiki session and yesterday I had another Reiki session. This is me working on my inside and then the outsides smooth out. So while they're smoothing out those energies on my physical body and the masculine stuff that I'm holding on to and the, the pain and the triggers and the traumas and stuff, then I watch my relationship change on the outside and it smooths out. So yeah it's a crazy yeah, ride. <laughs> like um yeah you're right and I remember I was trying to help walk you through that a little bit too and then Sunday morning I we left early and we were on the road to go to NASCAR and um it was so cool I'll talk about that um maybe I'm not sure but anyways <laughs> on the way we kind of got into a spat and it was funny because it was over something really trivial I um I, of course, like we were just talking about, I always like to take pictures. I take tons of pictures. I take tons of pictures all the time. And so we had my Pandora playing plugged in, but every time I took a picture, it would turn off the Pandora. And he's like, that's why it's turning off. And I was like, no. And then I was like, actually, yeah, I did that. (laughs) So he got all angry, but I was like, why are you angry? I'm wrong. So what? Let me be wrong. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to, um, react. It doesn't mean anything, you know? And I just stayed calm the whole time and he was just so fucking pissed. And then I was, I just was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything and we'll just go. And you know, it ended and that's me. I swear to God that made me jump a timeline. Like we, I, I swear to God, because yeah. after that, it was like, because of my reaction or non-reaction, um, it was a completely different trajectory and it could have taken a bad tour. It, it was basically a fork in the road. You guys, just any probability you can, you, you can imagine out in the quantum field, you know? Um, but if you make the, the, the choice, the conscious choice to not perpetuate that energy, you know, if you could just step back for a second and take a deep and breath. Before to it reacting. Of reacting. Yeah. Don't respond yeah. by don't- reacting. Just take a yeah, breath we need, to, and- we need to respond to it in a different way and that's that's what you and i have been working on is our responses to the situations and how to how to transmute them because um 
you know, before we would get into these big fights and want to leave and, or they would leave and, and it, it just turned into chaos. And now we're trying to find different ways to make, well, that's what we're, we're run, just run away. And I don't know how many people have told me to leave him. Oh, just leave him. Oh, just leave him, break up with him. Oh, you know, you're not meant to be, Oh, you're whatever. Bullshit. I I would not be Sorry. I wouldn't be where I am. No, that's okay. I would. I wouldn't be. We wouldn't be where we are if we ran. We wouldn't yeah. be as um, learning as much as we are right now. So honestly, thank God that they're so fucking mean, so we can learn how to not react to that because we need that in the future. You think we're not going to be opposed when we take and put ourselves out there? I mean, honestly, we. Of course, we are. We're going to have opposition, and all this is doing is preparing us yeah, for what's to here. come just or- take it as a learning experience okay you can and- have the floor <laughs> okay sorry i know we like to talk over each other but what, okay. what you helped me with on saturday night when when alan and i were having our fight was um to instead of fighting with him to transmute that energy and so what i did is i lit all my candles um i i made a crystal grid on my altar i burned some palo Santo. well first i burned some sage because i needed to clear all that dense energy that i was holding on to and that was going on with him and it was funny because when I burned the sage, the dogs went to the door because they know that the door needs to open when I'm burning sage. So they go to the door and he opens the door. So he's not even consciously assisting me in my ceremony. And so he opens the door to let the dogs out and lets the dense energy out. And so I like the Palo Santo. I'm lighting my altar. He, he slept in the other room with my daughter. They slept, they made a little pallet, a little fort on the floor and, and, um, and had a little camp out in the living room on Saturday night and I had my little ceremony and what I did after that was I took a picture of him I wrote out I channeled some light language I put it all together I made a mandala and when I looked at the mandala I could see the source of what was going on with with him and it wasn't him and that's the thing um, that that I'm learning is that these are the negative entities that are coming to try to attach to us because we've put up our shields. We've put up our protection from the, from the the denseness and the dark. Um, And so they come through our men to try to attach themselves to them and then attach themselves to us through sexual relations. And so they can get to us that way. And so I'm seeing all of this in the mandala. And I was sharing that with you as well, that the, I'm seeing these faces of these, these, um, dark um i want to say ancestral traumas and and energies that have been created through through past traumas and they're all attached to to him they're attached to me and they're trying to they're trying to come through us um and try to affect me now and trigger me and so but actually seeing them and then working them through my artwork is the way that i transmute them so bringing them into my awareness and then shining the light on them healing them bringing them into a higher light and then when I was making the artwork, all of a sudden I see this giant star come out of the artwork that looks just like the light in my in, in my near death experience, and I shared that all over Facebook. And I was like, "This is the, this is what I saw in my near death death experience. It was the light. I was in the light. So in all of this, I'm in all of my mandalas that I'm making in this transmutation process that I'm doing. All of a sudden, out comes this picture of God's light, and I'm going, "We are so loved." Like he's right there. He's she, it, whatever. It's right there. And it's me. And it's, it's been with me the whole time. And so all of these, all of these denseness and all this fighting and all of this stuff, it's, you know, just bring it to the light. And that bring, that brought me to a place of, um, 
Mm -hmm. of feeling good, you know, feeling really good. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the first things I learned when I woke up was um, spiritual healing and the creation of thought forms. And um, that's basically uh, how they get us because we have a very powerful receiver in our brain called the pineal gland and the pituitary gland, both of them. And they both work together very closely when it comes to our third eye and stuff. But anyways, um, they're always under attack as well, like fluoride and stuff like that. Anyways, so where was I going? Well, that that brings me into what I was doing this morning. I put a turmeric paste all over my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, seriously, like um, Ash Wednesday, don't I mean, they put that crap right on your third eye. I was thinking about that. That's funny you said that because when I was putting the turmeric on my forehead, I was doing it in a spiral. Because for me, the cross is limiting. The cross is, um, it is a, um, uh, like it, stops is a here. it is a yeah. bondage. It is about binding. And, binding. and the fight and the spiral for me is opening. So where I've had years of, of ash Wednesday put on my forehead, of ashes put on yep. my forehead. Now I'm using other things in a spiral pattern um, to open. So whenever, you know, whenever I see someone doing the sign of the cross, I do a spiral on my oh. forehead now. Oh yeah, um, now the thought forms. Yeah, so they are attached. They come at us through our third eye. That's how they get us. Um, they can send thought. I mean, we send thought forms. We don't even know we're sending thought forms. Like for instance, someone cuts you off and you get angry with them and you yell in obscenity. That is sending a thought form to that person. And you're so, attaching yourself through negativity to them. It, well. That person is, yes. And um, that's why we want to watch how we speak, especially in English, because English was set up um, and that if you don't have positive intentions, it's basically black magic. And um, that is that is a whole episode in itself. But (laughs) English was created. And if you notice, English is all around the world. There's generally English is pushed everywhere. And there's a reason for that because it carries black magic if you don't have positive intentions. So you have to set intentions. It's so important that instead of saying, curse you person in front of me that cut me off and I had to slow down and darn you, instead Mm -hmm. of saying that, say, bless you. You know, even if you don't mean it, just God bless you. Even if you think about the word bless. Okay, um, I've heard Rick Jewers explain this. That, that it's like a form of saying, "Be less, be less than me." Like that, you are less than me. Oh, and really? So, yeah. So when somebody says, "God bless you," that they're saying, "God be less than you." Oh. So it's almost like they're taking away your power in saying, "God bless you." So now, when my family calls me from Florida and they're like, "God bless you," and I'm like, "Please don't." Shield, shield, no. shield, shields up. I don't say God bless you when people sneeze anymore. Um, I don't, you know, I don't do that. Yeah. Um, that's it's just something that sticks out to me when I hear the Thank word bless. You, I've just learned something about that. So I'll never use that again. I'll just send love bombs. <laughs> I send love bombs. I love sending love bombs. Well, that's and- why I like light language because it has no, it is pure intention. It is pure intention. Just babble something weird. And it is pure intention coming out of your mouth. You know, when I'm talking to my dogs, <laughs> yeah, when I'm scribbling, I mean, and it's funny because my aunt taught me light language. My grandfather always talked, he talked in gibberish. He, you know, he was Romanian and Hungarian and 
he he talked in part Romanian, part gibberish. And so I, I remember things growing up and I don't know whether it was Romanian or whether it was just words that he made up. And, you know, you he, you go and scratch his back and be like, cha, 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 cola, cola, cola. And I'm like, does that mean anything? And it, it just, you know, I don't know if it actually meant anything or if he was just saying that felt good. But I've, I've integrated that into, into my own light language. Uh, mine is more written as opposed to speaking because I think I, I have not gotten to the security um, feeling safe speaking it um in front of other people but i have had my experiences with verbal light language but writing it um it's just literally symbolic it's just symbols and it's intention and it has no no spell behind it it's not um connected to anything else it is just literally my own intentions written down and so when i do my art and i incorporate those in there it is just straight codes and intentions of love or transmutation or whatever that intention is and um and it usually comes out beautiful you know and it's it's funny because those intentions show up in the artwork exactly it does and just like um when you spin it into mandala and that's so funny because when i first woke up again with my because i had so much download to me all at once so mm-hmm. I'm always referring to 2020. Sorry. It's just, it's just when everything came to me and, and it's like I said, I've been trying to decipher it for, I not trying to, I've been deciphering everything that downloaded to me in 2020 over the past few years. And I'll be downloading it and deciphering it probably the rest of my lifetime, but it all came to me at once. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, it's like unpacking. I have to yeah. unpack it. And I thought I was insane. Like, and now, now I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that meant. You know, like I had, I had a lot of stuff happen. I was, I was, there was one day where I was taking a nap in the sun and I had a literal feeling of being impregnated. And I went that night in the bathtub and there was no baby, of course, but I went through the birthing process, the physical pain of, of birth and and what I, it took me forever to rem- to figure out what that was, what that experience was. I thought I was crazy. And mm-hmm. I went through the thing with the, with the, you know, in revelations where it talks about the, the woman giving birth and, um, and the, the dragon trying to eat the child and stuff. And when, when somebody, a friend of mine that I shared it with, cause I don't generally share this, that experience now, I, now I don't mind, but in the beginning I thought it was just insane. And so when I shared that experience with somebody, friend of mine said that I was remembering a past life, a past life of possibly what happened with um, the Immaculate Conception, you know, maybe, maybe that's how it happened. I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, but, but I, I got to experience that all at once. And I was like, whoa, that was really cool. You know? Yeah, exactly. I thought it was crazy. You know, I mean, we go through these things and they don't make any sense to us. I'm like, why, why, why do I feel like the sun is, you know, impregnating me? Like, what the hell? But I think we're coming, we're getting these little bits of truth of, of past. And maybe it wasn't my past life. Maybe I was just getting a view into, into seeing, you know, what, what could have occurred. Um, but I don't think it just is, is Jesus or Buddha or, or whatever. I think this happens more than, than we're aware of, you know. And the experience that I went through is that's how angels are born, is that they don't come through. Uh, they have to come through the divine feminine portal, but they don't come in physical form. And so the son is impregnating these divine feminines and they're going through the birthing process, whether they're aware of it or not. And, and we're mm-hmm. creating a host of angels. So anyway, that's just, that's just a interesting, 
interesting experience. I that love working. <laughs> yeah, no, I love learning. And you know, I, and that just reminds me of like, I've seen um, like Light Codes by Ayla, um, Althea. I can't remember her. I can't, I think it's Luceria. I can't say her last name, sorry. Um, but anyways, I've seen like her even doing her energy work and hers is more galactic, but nonetheless, um, I've seen her do anyways, it, it is, they almost have like, um, it's like, it's, it's like healing of the womb. I want to say like you, you went through a womb healing yeah. ceremony and the sun helped you do that. And that's, that's what came to me. Like when I'm thinking about it, because like, mm -hmm. I, if you go to these ayahuasca retreats and, and other things, um, a lot of times people are processing things exact, very similar to what you described. Um, and they're doing it in a ceremony though, because, or, you know, facilitated is what i mean well, that's the thing is that we can have these ceremonies um just by sitting in the sun you know yeah. just by healing in the sun and it's the sun is showing tensions us. too but it's like your guides gave you that like it was probably more of a gift to you it doesn't seem like that but because of yeah. our human views oh but no absolutely you know the thing oh. is is that i felt that that night before i went into the bathtub and had that process i felt angels on my stomach like their hands holding my stomach mm -hmm. and and like I felt all of them all of them I could see them I could feel them like every incarnation of of angel that could exist was there and and holding my stomach healing me through this process and yep. I mean it, that's the kind of thing that you can't deny you know that wasn't that wasn't insanity that was a divine experience that was a ceremony you know that was beautiful that was a healing experience yeah. whatever it meant I don't know you know, whatever it means, I don't know, but it brought me into connection with my, with my guides. And I have, you know, I talk about Archangel Michael. He's so beloved to me because he was the first one that was there. And it was almost like this was part of his process, you know, in, in intertwining with me and, and, and showing me and teaching me and loving me. And he's been by my side ever since that day. Yeah. Um, and he's probably been by my side before that, but it, to the point where I was aware of him. Yeah, and this is why it's so important, you guys. This is why it's so important to believe the memories that come up, believe the thoughts that come up that um, resonate with you. And you can tell. And don't try to define them and understand them because there's no earthly understanding of any of that. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> yeah. Our human mind is very finite, if that makes sense. It's very limited. And we forget everything when we're born here and as a human. So, I mean, us, us even talking about trying to remember is just miraculous so but anyways yeah i mean what else um so anyway way yeah, off topic your, from the mandela effect but <laughs> it's not it's not because the mandela effect is basically trusting your thoughts remember we need to remember that trust your memories your you, you remember that sydney was australia's capital back in the day like i know for a fact because i was really good in school like i had good grades for a very long time because i i chose at the time i shut all my gifts off you know and i did my best to focus until high school well, yeah, i made it to weird. high school <laughs> cool i went to catholic school and i look i have all of my school records and i looked back and into my school records and in kindergarten they were testing my quantitative abilities like my quantum abilities i have a test that and i was off the charts for my quantum abilities and i'm going why in catholic school and kindergarten are they testing a five six-year-old on their quantum abilities 
And then right after that is when I had a lot of um, turmoil, a lot of trauma happened in my family, um, my parents getting divorced and things like that. So it's almost like, like they were scouting, like to see who's, who's capable of, of doing these, these things in the quantum field at an early age. And so they're putting traumas in their lives to stop it from happening. Isn't that interesting? Like to think about <laughs> Interesting. Like I've never heard of a quantum ability test. I'm going to be honest with you. I yeah, was in public school, completely public school all my life. Yeah. So <laughs> interesting. I I had to go. I'm I'm googling. I already use Google all the time. Um, <laughs> I do for most of the stuff except for esoteric things. Just basic glossary is my new Google, it's my new Wikipedia, ascensionglossary.com. Anything that I have a question about when it comes to spiritual, it's like it's all there. (laughs) I love that. I love that website. It's probably my favorite place to go to if I have a spiritual question. Yeah, tell me again. Ascensionglossary.com. Ascension. I'm gonna write it down so I can put it in the description. Hold on one second. Yeah, it is definitely a good go-to for for what to do and what things mean. Yeah, psychometric assessments. Like, why would you need to do that? That's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. It, it, it is weird, you know, and the fact that I look back on it. You know what? Another weird, weird thing. I Well, I won't get into this today. But <laughs> there's just a lot of weird stuff. Let's let's just do we'll that. get into that. Yeah, upcoming. I think yeah, we should probably wrap it up. But yeah. um, I feel like one one more thing here. Um, I find it very interesting that when I first woke up, that I was downloading from a being that told me their name was Kaleidoscope, which is basically a Mandela. Hmm is basically a mandela and i just i'm putting the two things together like maybe that is like tied to the mandela energy like mandela and mandala they're two different words but they're very closely related and i find that interesting i know i speak only mostly english i mean very little tiny muy poquito espanol but like (laughs) i i yeah thank you (laughs) but like yeah so i very little and mostly everything else is english and english ruins words and intentions and everything so yeah (laughs) i say things english and in california english (laughs) like literally a lot of the time when i'm doing my spell work i don't speak it's all intention our our presence is all the intention that we need and when you when you're working from a certain chakra or your heart or whatever that that feeling is and that emotion feel that feeling don't put a word on it it doesn't need a word it just feel that feeling work that into your magic and and do your um your ceremony or your spell or whatever it is that you're doing and and you don't necessarily need a word you know what i mean like for me anyway my my presence and my my willpower are strong enough with my intention to make that happen and the words can kind of jumble it so i don't really use words they can be they can be helpful at times but my intention i find is strong enough you know yep and um let me i'm gonna get my singing bowl really fast um let me see here because i was thinking yes like on sunday though i wanted to kind of show that a little bit 
as I'm getting my singing bowl out, um, I was at NASCAR for the first time, and um, I oh, got I'm sure that the sounds can be disruptive. I'm sure. Are you kidding me? I love that sound. Shoot, I am. <laughs> I the louder the better. That is like I love it. And you know, I was thinking, and I was like, "Gosh, what pitch is that? What pitch is NASCAR motor in? Like literally, <laughs> super high vibrational." And then you're there with a whole bunch of other people and they're like, they're with their families and everybody's like happy and frick, it, the energy. Yeah, and that, that shows you intention right there because when I go to car shows with my husband, and it's funny that our, our husbands are both car car guys, uh, mm-hmm. but when I go to car shows with him, like I do not like the loud noises. It just, it drives me crazy. So there's intention right there. You, you went there and you love it and it was joyful for you, but I go there and I don't like the sound and it's not joyful for me. So but there's, there's also earplugs. <laughs> there's earplugs. So you don't have to yeah. because it, yeah, we gave the kids earplugs um, because we were right on track. We got to go to the infield because of my husband's work and he was helping. He was basically, he helped someone fix their RV that was already on the property at the race, but they let us go with them where they were on the infield as basically to help us out and he was able to bring us along with him so it just it was awesome it the whole deal was just totally the universe doing for me what i couldn't because originally my husband was going to leave for the whole weekend with his friend in northern california by himself and i was going to be here alone with the kids as usual like i am all the time and i was really bummed about it like i couldn't and it's not that i didn't want him to go because like i said i wanted him to go and have his masculine time and and figure himself out and all of that so i had been cutting cords and attachments and and then this blizzard came (laughs) and totally killed that because they were in the (laughs) you're welcome so there was that and then um look at that my work intervening (laughs) in your work (laughs) then i got to go to work at the nascar race and take my light and my love and and everything and and affect everyone that was around me and just share my don't you love that that everywhere you go you can literally take your bubble and expand it and affect everyone in your field everyone around me got it had awesome energy after i left (laughs) i'm telling you because i was so happy i was like jumping up and down it was awesome i was it was my first race and i was it was like my highest excitement and because of that i literally shifted a fucking timeline yeah i feel like it i definitely do i think I think that you guys needed that too, that bonding experience as well to kind of come back to we center. We need to remember who we are. We've been together for, since we got back together in 2012. We've been together for this entire shift. It has I not know, been. 2012 easy. is when Alan and I got together too. So the, the whole timeline shift, I mean, it, and the Mandela effect, it all goes, like it's all hand in hand. It's funny yeah. that it's all in that same time frame. You know, yep. when the world's supposed to end and our whole worlds that are that we've created now. And that's when I got pregnant with Zoe. Twelve it was around twelve twenty one, twenty twelve is when I got pregnant with Zoe. And I wasn't expecting that. I was I had, you know I it so had been prophesied. The timeline's not shifted and we would would not have met them. We wouldn't have not been on this trajectory, you know. Um I don't know. But yeah, divine timing, but divine timing. Yeah. Maybe there's different versions of us out there where we're single and we are on different paths. I don't know. Yeah, but there are, there's a million. I mean, if you there's an infinite probabilities in in the quantum field. Every yeah. single every single movement you make, every single time you decide to get up instead of sitting, every single thought you think of creates energy 
or thought forms or whatever you want to call it. It's get up and move and I'm dancing now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and honestly, like now you're flowing with that energy, but in another one, you didn't move or, you know, whatever the case, one, one probability you went left and the other, you went right. It's just an, I mean, I saw a film on the quantum, I can't remember what it was called, but it came out in the 90s, I think, 80, late 80s or 90s, and it was about quantum physics. And I remember just being so intrigued with it and going, how would I ever, how could I ever understand anything like that? I just couldn't understand the concept at the time, but here now, I am. Now, like, now quantum physics just seems like easy, like easy to understand. Like it just, it's like, how do I know any of this? How does that make sense to oh, me? Because you, know? you and I cross paths, we have quantum entanglement. And just like my husband and I, we have quantum entanglement now, you know, because we not only have met, but we have uh, perpetuated our relationship by putting it on YouTube. So, and on BitChute as well. So I also put these videos on BitChute. Um, and they're also on anchor on the, on the actual podcast, <laughs> which is on anchor. I'm also, it's also available on, I believe Spotify and wherever else podcasts are available. So it's everywhere, but, um, All so right. well, with that, I think I, I'm going to, it's one forty four here. Yep. Night. It's one forty four, and I'm dancing anyway. Um, oh. sorry. I'm a little, I'm a little spastic sometimes. Oh, that's, but good. that's good. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't care. Nope, nope. We're good. You're going to wrap it up here. Full weirdo. And um, I'm glad that everybody's here, that that Joy and I got to spend some time together. And hopefully. Let me tap this singing bowl that's in my lap. Hold on one second. (laughs) Let's wrap it up. I'm going to do this for a few seconds here. Hang on one second. Let me see how this, what's best here. anything in the energetic fields if you allow it to anyway your intention matters <laughs> so all right well all right, thank y'all. you joy and peace and love and light to everybody that's here listening if you've survived it this long <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening and we love you and to get in touch with us it's in the description box that way um we can share the love Yes, absolutely. We're here to spread joy and uh, and Becky. <laughs> <laughs> it goes like PB and J. God, we're we need I love it. <laughs> love you. Good love night. you too. Bye, guys. Okay. See you next Bye. time. <laughs>